Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching, mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, welcome to Direct Line. It is Thursday, May 12. Let me start by saying happy birthday to my mother-in-law, Lavina. Ooh. Yeah, that's a biblical name. Did you know that, Lavina? I would have said it was Lavina. Well, it's not. a lot Levina. of people call her Lavina, but <laughs> well, it's Lavina. Happy so. birthday yes, to her. Yes, yes, that's yes, awesome. Yes. She got a hot birthday, that's for sure. Boy, did we have like three days of spring? Is I, that what it was? Did we even have that? I'm it not sure. It was crazy. <laughs> but yesterday we had record high temps in this area. Yep. And I stupidly decided that it would be a great day to do my first bike ride of the year. <laughs> How and far I, did you make it? Well, I made it 21 miles. Oh, but wow. I'll tell you, at about mile 16, if I could have quit, yeah. I would have quit. Yeah. It was hot. Yeah. Let me tell what you. What time but, of day did you do that? Oh, I decided to do it in the heat of the afternoon, oh, okay. like three o'clock okay. in the afternoon. Really smart. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. But um, anyway, we're so glad that you're joining us for Direct Line. It's Greg and Steph. And Steph, you spent some time up in the Chicago area. I did. At the Philo Conference, F I L O. Stands for First In, Last Out. So okay. it's a conference for all your tech people okay. who are usually at a church. They're the first people in and they're the last people out. And I love to go to this conference with my tech guys because yeah. it's a chance for them to uh, get to worship and not have to worry about all the details that they always have to worry about. So are you more tech savvy? Having oh, no. been there? No, not at all. No, I don't okay. go to become tech savvy. Okay. I just go to support to them out. and yeah, to, cool. to get to know them cool. better. So, Well, hey, we are blessed to have in studio with us. Area attorney Bethany Hager and Bethany, uh, man, big news in the world of the Supreme Court and on this issue of life that that we're all so passionate about. Mm-hmm. We had the leaked Dobbs brief, right. uh, what a week and a half ago, I think that it's been, and this was a brief that was uh, written by Justice Samuel Alito that was going to overturn Roe and Casey. And a huge, huge ramifications if it's true. And so I wanted to get you on. I want to pick your brain. I got several questions yeah. here. But um, what's this leak mean legally? And uh, this potential outcome, what would it mean for abortion in America? Yeah, well, good morning. It's always good to be with you. Glad to be back on talking about the law and Constitution and life, some of my favorite topics. But yeah, this leak from the Supreme Court. Um, first of all, I have to say, when I first heard about it, I thought it was the whole right. thing was a hoax. Yeah, you it told was me all that made night. up. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then yeah. Chief Justice Robert Roberts confirmed yeah. that they were going to investigate it. So I think it has some pretty big ramifications, uh, especially for whoever was the one that actually leaked mm-hmm. the document, which my suspicions is it's a clerk somewhere, yeah. somebody who this is now the pinnacle of their legal career because it's mm-hmm. all downhill from here for this person. But for the you know, the legitimacy of the court, I think there was an intent to begin to try to shake people's confidence in the court. Okay. And so it'll be interesting to see if that actually happens. But I think the swift call for an investigation... And then Justice Roberts said, we're continuing business as usual. That was a pretty right. strong stance right. to take in response. Right. right. So. so there's theories on who would have leaked it. And I think you're right. It's got to be someone that either is inside or they have really strong connections with someone that is inside. Mm-hmm. But um, the theory that I heard right away was that it was someone on the left, mm-hmm. you know, someone in the pro-abortion crowd that was basically trying to gin up anger and frustration. Now, I did find it interesting that on the Sunday news shows, they're now saying that the leading theory, which I don't agree with this, is that it's someone on the right because one of the five justices 
that in February said they were going to overturn mm-hmm. is starting to waffle along those lines. The more I watch, the more I read, I, I don't buy that. But what's your take? Yeah, I would agree with you that um, it's an easy blame to say that this was a conservative leak to try to sol- to shore somebody up. Yeah. But frankly, violence and oh. this kind of tactic is not a conservative tactic. Right. So, um, yeah, I lean more toward it was somebody who was nervous about a 5-4 decision coming out, yeah. overturning Roe, and yeah. wanted to intimidate somebody to switch sides so that Roe doesn't get overturned. Right. Um, that's more what I'm leaning. Steph, do you have inklings on the I don't idea? Have any inklings. <laughs> no inklings. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's um, it's a really dangerous precedent. I've been really mm-hmm. surprised that the White House has not condemned the league. Right. I've been really surprised at the number of people that have said maybe this isn't such a bad thing after all. That mm-hmm. there needs to be more transparency. Mm-hmm. I-, I see zero upside, quite honestly. Right. I really, I- I've tried to put myself in other shoes along these lines. I can't get there. I see no positive behind this. Yeah, well, the the court, ever since actually it was founded, has been fighting for its institutional legitimacy. And, right. and that decision way back in the beginning where uh, the first chief justice said it is the duty of the court to state what the law is. I mean, they've been they've been having to fight for their own institutional solidity. Right. From right. the very beginning. Right, right. It, it, it's a wild deal, but I, I think it's something that is um, legitimate to ask. Why not just release the decision right now? You know, there are people that have said to Chief Justice Roberts, mm-hmm. the only legitimate thing to do is just to come out right now, drop the decision. I mean, we've got protests at justices' homes. They've had to be evacuated. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amy Coney Barrett has seven kids at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just... To me, I can't imagine that when the founding fathers, um, you know, put into to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, this freedom of expression that they envision people can't go to their homes at night. I just can't imagine that. Right. Well, and Chuck Schumer has said there's protests at my house three to four times a week. So long as they're, quote unquote, peaceful, it's all good. So there's something to be said for people being able to express their opinions. But yes, to attack the the justices individually at their homes is beyond the pale. Well, and I don't know about you, Stephanie, but if someone starts protesting at my house, it's not going to make me think wow, maybe they're right. Maybe I'm going to side with them after all. It's just going to cause me to double down Mm -hmm. and say, these people are lunatics. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I don't, I think probably the founding fathers, they, you know, there was no GPS. You couldn't find their homes. Um, No, I, I, well, I don't think that protests do anything to change people's minds on either side. I, I do think that people have the right to protest. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but when it, the intent is to intimidate, that I think it, it can't. It's not good. Right <laughs> on either good. side. Uh, yeah. I would just say, that. yeah, right. intimidation and that's not good. So, yeah, I don't know. I right. feel bad for them all in the position, but yeah. like somebody leaked it and. Yeah, and you think that they will find who it is and you think there will be ramifications? I hope they find who it is and I, mean, I do hope there's consequences and I hope the court holds to its schedule. So he has said, so you're saying don't with, release it oh, early. No, okay, okay, no. okay. The whole idea of the Supreme Court is that it is the one branch of government that doesn't sway mm. to political okay. pressure. It okay. does what it believes is correct. Yeah. Whatever else is happening in the world outside, it's intentionally in a little bit of a bubble. Okay. And okay. so to try to pierce mm. that bubble goes to the very heart mm-hmm. of what the court is supposed to do and be. Now, mm-hmm. um, 
I think I understand this. There's a lot of people that are saying this was probably going to be the last decision that became public in this term. Is that probably what they would use? that would well, make that's sense? That's like end of June, mm-hmm. so like it's May 12. We got six more weeks of this, right? I mean, is that how that plays out? Well, I mean, if you remember the summer of 2020 oh, yeah. and how there was violence oh, yeah. in the streets and protests, so maybe this is just going to be a way of life that yeah. we are really in our country now. We're really dealing with issues that do go to the heart. They go to people's heart. It's the matter of life. And so I think it's to be expected that the reactions to it are going to be intense on either side. And, you know, we maybe have to get used to public discourse being a little less civil than we would like it to be. It's not always been friendly handshakes and just quiet Mm -hmm. conversations. So I think it's maybe people's tolerance needs to grow a little bit. Now, one of the things I'm really troubled by, I think it happened on Sunday, there was a pro-life advocacy center in madison wisconsin that i mean firebombed is probably Mm -hmm. the term that would be Mm -hmm. used there was Mm -hmm. graffiti written on Mm. the outside and uh, there's all kinds of questions who really did this well there's a group called jane's revenge i've never heard of that group but they are basically saying uh we take credit for it and we're going to carry out future attacks unless pro-life counter parts disband which is an interesting way to phrase it because what are we supposed to do <laughs> right, right if you're right. if you're living then you're living right and you're right. in favor of it mm-hmm. right so. but you know i think of the women's care clinic here mm-hmm. in danville you know bethany you did a great job leading that organization for Thank five you. years mm-hmm. makes such an impact um i mean are we at risk so yeah. pregnancy centers definitely around the country, and I was just with a group of pregnancy center directors this week, the conversations are definitely happening. Mm. How do we be wise in the way be, we behave, yeah. protect the centers, protect the clients that we serve, right. the moms that those centers serve are depending on these centers for valuable resources and support. Right. So yes, there does need to be some wisdom, some some forethought going into protecting the physical property and the people that we serve. But here's the thing, there's a saying in the pro-life world, first they laugh at you, yeah. Then they fight you, then then they despair, and then you win. Yeah. And yeah. so when you get to the point where it's the most crucial and the yeah. opposition is the most intense, yeah. you are on the verge of winning. And wow. I really think we're going to see a pro-life era in the country. And yeah. I'll be bold enough to say, I think we're going to see Illinois turn pro-life wow. in our lifetime. Wow. And seeing things heat up and be more intense just tells me yeah. we're on the verge of that breakthrough. Yeah. Why do you th- why do you say that Illinois will become pro-life? Because Illinois has this fantastic history of being pro-life. They do. In <laughs> they the beginning, do. yeah. Ronald Reagan gave yeah. a Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Mm. We have Henry Hyde was the senator that mm. helped yeah. pass the Hyde Amendment, which is the federal law that yeah. keeps uh, federal money from being used for abortions. And so we have that great history and in my legal practice around the state, I've gotten to see t- uh, talking to people that are willing to challenge some of the COVID restrictions that have yeah. come up, that God's people are alive and well across yeah. our state. His church is alive and well. The cause of life is alive and well. And so I just see a ground swell yeah. of God's people yeah. that I think are going to break through and change the hmm. state. I'll say this in 78 years when we turn centuries, I think we'll look back and say, I cannot believe what was legal mm-hmm. 80 years ago, mm-hmm. 90 years ago, mm-hmm. 100 years ago. I think uh, history will not judge us well. Right, right. I, I mean, maybe it's sort of the same now that we look back on slavery. We'll, I do. We'll look back on I think there's some and, common parallels yeah, there. Yeah, I really yes. Yeah. So, hey, yeah. let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, I got a couple more questions that I want to ask Bethany. Bethany Hager is with us today from the Hager Law Firm here in Danville. You're listening to Direct Line, Greg and Steph, on Thursday, May 12. We'll be right back after this. 
You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, May 12. Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler with our friend Bethany Hager. And, you know, Bethany, uh, tell us a little bit about the Hager Law Practice. Mm -hmm. And if someone's interested in knowing more, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, thank you. So Hager Law is going to serve people if you need to do some estate planning. We're here in Danville and Vermillion County. You're buying or selling a home. Come and see us. Um, if you have a small business and need some training for your employees or some governance in your business, then come and see us. But really, uh, Hager Law Firm is across the state. Um, still, my passion is still for the cause of life. Yeah. And so pro-life issues, pro-life people and organizations. Mm-hmm. And um, we've been able to be involved with some of these court challenges to the COVID restrictions yeah. to the governor's mandate. So we're watching those w- make their way through the appellate court and yeah. getting to be involved in that. But we're on Walnut Street in Danville and the number's 217-497-1009. You can give us a call and uh, just come in and kind of consult about whatever your legal needs might be, and we'll do what we can to help you. That's awesome. Well, we thank you very much for taking time to be with us today. Hey, one question I've been asked that I wanted to pick your brain on is why is it Justice Alito that would have written this opinion? Now, as I understand it, following oral arguments, the 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 nine, they basically take a vote, kind of mm-hmm. like a straw poll. Right. And so if uh, there's a majority, the senior justice would actually be the person that can assign 
who will write the majority opinion. Right. And so obviously Chief Justice Roberts is not a part of this. So that would fall to Clarence Thomas. Right. Why would Alito be the one writing it, do you think? My guess is Clarence Thomas is writing the opinion that overturns Roe, but does it on the basis of there is a constitutionally protected right to life. Gotcha. So he has come out so forcefully and strong in his belief that the Constitution does protect unborn life. That if the opinion doesn't include that language, he's not the one writing it. Now, you might see him write a concurrence to Alito's. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm, But I think he's waiting to write that other opinion. And so when we talked last about this back in January, you really felt like the court was probably going to land in that middle ground Mm -hmm. of upholding Dobbs but not overturning Roe. What, What do you say on May 12th? I think that's still a possibility because I think they're still waiting for that. They're going to carve away at it little by little. I really would be surprised if we see Roe go all the way and and not because of the pressure from the leak. Yeah. Just because I don't think they're ready to tip that far yet. Now, if Roe goes, there's a lot of people that are saying that ends abortion in America, which is not Mm -hmm. true. Right. I saw one estimate that if Roe went away, say the end of June, they think the impact would be a 13% reduction in abortions in America. That seems like a crazy low percentage. I thought it would have had a much greater impact in that. Why would that be such a low percentage of decreased abortion? Yeah, that seems like a random number. Now, what we did see a few years ago was the abortion industry gearing up for just this outcome. And so what they've done is they've made California, New York, Illinois, and Texas their hubs for abortion centers. Okay, And we're already seeing in Illinois, Illinois does more abortions from out-of-state women than... Illinois residents. And so what they're going to do is just transport women to one of those states um, where they can still receive an abortion legally. That's if Roe gets overturned and it does go back to the states to decide state by state, which is so yesterday there was the Senate bill that got Uh, filibustered that would have codified Roe v. Wade. Well, well, beyond it, right? Right. I mean, it would have basically legalized abortion, as I understand it, legalized abortion in all 50 states for all nine months of pregnancy for any reason. Right. So Which is way beyond Roe. Yeah. So we're not done with this until okay. you do get to that opinion that Clarence Thomas wants to write. Either yeah. the Constitution protects unborn life or it doesn't. Right. We're going to have to reach that at some right. point. Yeah. Well, it's just crazy when you see how this is playing out and, and what could possibly unfold. Now, um, some have said that we should be, even people like us, should be in favor of keeping Roe versus Wade, keeping the status quo, because we're moving toward a civil war type situation, red state versus blue state, pro-life versus pro-abortion. Um, as a person that fights for life, that mm. just seems like Looney Tunes to me. But what would you say to that as someone that's looked at this legal? I mean, are we at risk for maybe not an actual civil war, but do you see this coming? I really do think abortion is the civil rights issue okay. of our day. Okay. And so to think that we should back down from it because it is so divisive, I have to look back at the other civil rights issues, segregation slavery and the way that we addressed those. And yes, they were difficult to deal with. And yes, they were very divisive, but it's not good for our country to back away from the issue just because it's scary to walk through it. Um, One last thing, and we'll get you out of here. There's another case that the Supreme Court heard, and it involves a high school football coach in Mm -hmm. the state of Washington, Coach Kennedy. And he had a habit of praying in in a public way, following football games, Mm -hmm. 
Uh, first, he would pray audibly. People would join him. They said, mm-hmm. you can't do it. So then they just kind of silently would mm-hmm. gather at, at the 50-yard line and pray. And they basically said, if you keep praying, you're out. Mm-hmm. And he kept praying, and he's out. Mm-hmm. And he, he pursued legal challenges. He lost every step of the way. But with the new Supreme Court, mm-hmm. they finally agreed to hear his case. And I listened to oral arguments a couple weeks ago What's your thought? What do you think the Supreme Court will do? And what will it mean practically for people in Danville, Illinois, when it comes to this idea of religious freedom? Yeah, it's really interesting to watch this case. So in the way the court handled like churches meeting during COVID right. showed that they're, they either are becoming more friendly or recognizing they should be more friendly to that protection of religious freedom. So it's going to be interesting to see if they'll honor that and to hear um, like I think it was his school board that said, we're just following constitutional policy right. of remaining neutral. Right. You really can't remain neutral on right. religious freedom. Right. So I think there's hope for the right. court to side with him. And then that opens the door for people in public settings to be more free with their religious values. Now, there are people that have said we should be against a guy like a coach Kennedy because what he's really doing is proselytizing. What he's really doing is manipulating as a person in power to try to convince people you need to come and you need to be like me. You need to be a Christian. You need to pray publicly. I think that's Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. quite honestly. You know, and we, we hear all kinds of people that are on the other side of the spectrum that are indoctrinating their liberal perspectives. Right. And I don't hear a lot of challenges along those ways. Right. So, well, the real issue they have with it is that what he did worked. Right. He right. took a mediocre right. football program, right. started praying on the field, and it pumped people up. Right. And the football team started doing better. Right. So what he did worked. Yeah. Well, again, you know, I, this is something David French, I'm not always someone that agrees with David French, but he has said the one thing that has been consistent from the Supreme Court for years now is the protection of religious freedom, mm-hmm. eventually. Now, their life may be awful for a couple of years while it gets up to that, but Bakers are affirmed, mm-hmm, right. you know, and, and he thinks that this football coach is going to mm-hmm. be affirmed. So I hope that that's the case. Right. And so, as you've said before, this is a central issue in oh, all of our jurisprudence. You have to protect yeah. religious freedom or nothing else that we Absolutely. stand for matters. I mean, um, you know, you take a teacher, you know, I think our public schools more than anything right now, I say this as a pastor, need people of faith teaching math, mm-hmm. teaching, teaching English, coaching football along those lines. Should, um, when, when it's time to study geometry, should you open up the Bible and hear a lesson on, you know, Jesus's words in the Sermon on the Mount? Of course not. But I want people of faith to say, I want to be there. I want to be salt. I want right. to be light. Mm-hmm. Um, and my fear is more and more people are saying, man, it's just not worth it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going down that road. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where it goes. Well, Bethany, thanks yeah. for taking mm-hmm. time this morning. Absolutely. Happy Appreciate to be here. You and, uh, always a blessing to catch up with you and, Whenever this decision is announced, we'll probably ask you to come back. <laughs> that would be fun. Help us understand it better. <laughs> Thank so, you. All right. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. PC. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. 
Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg and Steph. It's Thursday, May 12, and um, I always feel a little smarter when I get done <laughs> listening to Bethany Hager. So, or a little dumber. I'm not sure. Well, She's I always so... feel like I learned something. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, again, this is an issue um, that, that I just don't think we can ignore. I don't right. think we can pretend isn't out there. And I think as people of faith, it's really important. I hear people of passion uh, espouse um, incorrect information all the time with passion but incorrect information. Mm-hmm. I just think it's important to know what we're talking about, to understand mm-hmm. what's playing out mm-hmm. and, and how it's going to unfold. And mm-hmm. uh, great to lean into her wisdom. Right, right. So, so J- June is when we're looking at a decision. Well, usually Final the Supreme decision. Court decisions are, are launched uh, mm-hmm. between early May and late June, and mm-hmm. they usually drop one or two or three a week, just depending on how many mm-hmm. were before the court. Mm-hmm. And the speculation all along is that this would be the final decision mm-hmm. that would be announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, the oral arguments happen way back on December 1st. So mm-hmm. this is really not something new for the Supreme Court. Right. But there's just so much about it that bothers me. Um, you know, I, I'm hearing people of passion that that are saying they are pro-life coming out and saying, you know, unless, you know, you're going to adopt a child, which I think we should adopt children, mm-hmm. you know, unless you're going to radically change your perspective on immigration, unless, you know, you're going to radically change your giving pattern you can't be in favor of turning over Roe versus Wade. And I just disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think we we have the right to say we think that abortion has been a scourge on our country. Mm-hmm. And again, are there instances that break your heart? There are instances that mm-hmm. break your heart. But um, some of the lunacy that's out there uh, that, that is being used to try to protect abortion for any reason at any time, it's just antithetical to who I am as a follower mm-hmm. of Jesus and I think is not a positive for uh, the land of the free. Right. I'll say it along those right. lines. So, all right. Hey, mon- Tuesday night, I had the opportunity to be a part of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes mm-hmm. annual banquet, mm-hmm. Crossroads Christian Church. And I got to tell you, Crossroads has a great facility to host events like mm-hmm. that. We've been there for Serve Together right. and. You know, they had a dinner, I think, honoring pastors uh, Mm -hmm. earlier this year. Mm -hmm. But um, NASCAR driver Trevor Bain was the keynote. Do you know that name? Never heard of him, no. I've not heard of him Mm -hmm. either, but just a really cool story. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's young. You know, he's... uh, 
He's like 32, maybe 33, hmm. but uh, maybe not even that old. But he made history in 2011, his first year as a NASCAR driver. He won the Daytona 500, wow. the biggest NASCAR race. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at that point, there was all kinds of projections, you hmm. know, going to go down as one of the, the greatest of all time. And he's not won a NASCAR race, since, you know, and he just kind of shared a story of ups and downs, mm-hmm. but uh, of a consistent faith, of a consistent walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he's had some really crummy things happen to mm-hmm. him, um, but but through it all has remained faithful. Right now, he and his wife have opened coffee shops in the Knoxville, Tennessee area, which I love the Knoxville, mm-hmm. Tennessee area. Mm-hmm. We need to get Drew and Judy Menser to mm-hmm. go check out one of those coffee shops mm-hmm. and tell us about it. But I thought it was just a really neat testimony of remaining faithful when you're doing great, mm. but also remaining faithful when you don't understand uh, why tough times are coming your way. Mm. I think too often we have the tendency to think that um, God's favor is on me only if I'm winning. God's mm. favor mm. is on me only if I'm getting what I want. Mm. And that's not what we study in you know the Old Testament and the New Testament. Right. You see ups and downs from right. God's people right. and I just thought it was really good. I did want to throw in a plug for the Area Fellowship of Christian Athletes. For the very first time, there is going to be a dedicated staff member working with Vermilion County coaches and athletes exclusively. Brian Brian Carpenter, Carpenter. who's been a part of the show. Uh, Brian was a longtime youth minister at Crossroads Christian Church, and he is in the fundraising mode right now. And I know Marla and I are going to support him Mm -hmm. in this venture. And I just wanted to throw that out there. If you're looking for someone that is wanting to build up treasure in mm-hmm, heaven and make mm-hmm. a difference. You know, I'm thankful for coaches of faith. Right. I'm thankful for people that lead well in the arena of faith. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's definitely mm-hmm. something that is is um, worthy of our consideration mm-hmm. along those lines. Also wanted to offer condolences to the family of former Congressman Tim Johnson. Do you know that name? I don't. Tim Johnson was from my hometown, Champaign-Urbana, okay. and the thing that I, he, he served the 15th Congressional District as congressman from 2001 to 2013, and that included Vermilion County. Okay. He'd also been a member of the General Assembly of the House of Reps of Illinois and had earlier served on the Urbana City Council. But here's the crazy thing about it. He never lost a race hmm. his entire life, and I just think that's pretty incredible to be, you know, whatever, you know, 20 for 20 or whatever right, it was right. along those lines. And, uh, hmm. you know, he, he was a, he was an advocate for the members of, of this community mm-hmm. in this area. And I think served our area with distinction hmm. and, uh, just a reminder, Steph, for us, Illinois people, you're not an Illinois person, but right. for us, Illinois people, the primary is later this year. We have a primary. It's all the way the end of June, Tuesday, June 28th. Okay. Now, you guys had your primary in Indiana last week. I think week. it was last week. Yeah. 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 So, so how'd that roll? I'm not really sure. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not really sure how it yeah. rolled. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. But, um, you know, again, I'm thankful when there's people that serve with distinction. And, you know, mm-hmm. we were blessed last year to have Mary Miller right. uh, and Erica Weaver, her opponent, with right. us. Now, Mary right. Miller will no longer be our um, representative in Congress. Mm-hmm. They've uh, redrawn the districts. And we have now in Vermilion County been lumped in with a long and narrow congressional district that goes all the way up to the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Not good mm-hmm. for our community. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Governor J.B. Pritzker <laughs> and crew for 
making that happen. Mm-hmm. But um, hey, I want to talk a little bit about Mother's Day. Mother's Day was Sunday, and I thought you did a great job putting the service together. One one of the things that I, I loved is that normally you open with a, you know Happy Mother's Day and all of that. Mm-hmm. We ended the service really with mm-hmm. a video mm-hmm. that um w- w- talked about you know for some of you today's a day of great celebration right. today some of you this is a hard day mm-hmm. you know and i think one of mm-hmm. the things in that video you know thank you for having the courage to come to church today mm-hmm. did you get much feedback about uh the mother's day deal? not didn't. really okay. i, I, I didn't yeah. really talk to anybody on yeah. sunday i yeah. guess i got out and went yeah. to my mom's house to have lunch with my own mom so okay okay no, and then i was out of town so yeah. i haven't gotten much feedback yeah at all. we gave away muffins big muffins massively they large, were large muffins. did you have one i, I did yeah i was hungry I have not uh, one. yeah I, but marla yeah. said they were really really good yeah so, did you see thanks. your mom on mother's day i did not i saw my mom friday and saturday right. we were in carbondale for at our your son son's Peyton's graduation, graduation yeah. so we had a great time with family on mm-hmm. friday and saturday mm-hmm. and my mom actually, with her sister Debbie, made a made a trip to the West to see some other family members. Okay. So they were out of town on mm-hmm. Mother's Day. But um, yeah, I just I, I I think sometimes we've got to rethink days like that. You absolutely want to say thanks to the moms, mm-hmm. but you also have to acknowledge just how tough that can be for mm-hmm. some. And mm-hmm. one of the things I loved about the video is it spoke specifically to grandmothers. Yeah, and I, the impact yeah. that grandmas can have. Yes, and, you know it, that brought a tear to my eye mm-hmm. when I, I watched at my office mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks before. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think back, especially to my my grandma Pansy, my dad's mother. Uh, I mean, she was my ride mm-hmm. to a mm-hmm. lot of school activities, and right. she's the one that that taught me how to garden. Now, mm-hmm. it hasn't mm-hmm. taken in right. adult life, right. but just uh, really interesting the impact that a grandma can have. Really, really well, good and stuff. a grandfather, and we're at that age. Right, absolutely. I mean, you don't have them yet, but you're at that age, and you realize you can have an impact on your own children still. Yeah, and then your grandchildren. Yeah, and I just think that we always need to be looking for mm-hmm. opportunities that are out there mm-hmm. to make a difference, to make right. an impact, and to see where that goes. Right. Well, hey, we're going to take an early break, okay. and when we come back, we're going to do our history page, okay. and I've got a couple other surprises. It's Thursday, May 12. Greg and Steph, you're listening to Direct Line, and we'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's gonna be great! Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, 
mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville, changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg, and uh, it was good to have Bethany Hager from yes. Hager Law Firm with us for a yes. couple of our segments and um, to catch up with her and what's kind of going on. So, Well, and I, you- I want to just reiterate what I said earlier. You know, Bethany led the Women's Care Clinic for five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a board member, full mm-hmm. disclosure. She did a great job. Absolutely. And I look at the Women's Care Clinic today in 2022. We're super excited mm-hmm. about Mariah Hansen, who's yeah. been named executive director, mm-hmm. but uh, you got to give a lot of props to Bethany for well, the work yeah. that she did. I think God brings people into ministry yeah. and out of ministry, but brings them with certain gifts. And she certainly has the gift and the knowledge of law. And yeah. um, can, she certainly used that to their yeah. advantage, I yeah. think. Yeah. You know, we uh, could not do direct line without our incredible sponsors. We're so blessed to uh, to have this great mm-hmm. team of partners. And Stephanie, who are we saying thank you to? Yeah, we're thankful to Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tankwash, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, and lastly, Chris and Dacia Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, where I'm going right after. Yeah, uh, so let's talk about that. You're a little <laughs> out of whack. Yeah, so I went to this conference, and they had an event one night at Top Golf up there in, I think, Schaumburg or wherever. Now, what is Top Golf for someone that's listening and they have no idea what we're talking about? Well, here? it was three stories of all of these booths, you know, for like five or six people in a booth where you had all these. But you actually hit a golf ball. Oh, yeah, ball. you hit. Yeah. But off of three stories. So you've right. got balls flying, you know, yeah. hundreds and hundreds of balls flying. But they're tracking as they're if tracking. you were on a golf yeah, course. Yeah, right. and you can. So you don't have to walk it. You don't you have don't to get in the it. cart. Correct. But, um, yeah. Yeah, you just stand. And I had never swung a golf club before in my life. And I'm not actually that bad. I did pretty Well, I here's did what I was going to say. You're playing with people like Ben Smith. Yep. Daryl Paddock. Sean Waite. Sean Waite. Mm-hmm. Tobin Hess. Yep. Aaron Zickman. Yep, and me. And you got second. I got second place. Wow. This wow. in the second round. Well, so hey. I didn't do too bad. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't hit far, yeah. but I was pretty down the middle. Yeah. Uh, you know? yeah. So anyway, but my neck is out of whack. So I'm going to head to yeah. chiropractor. And this is really the first time you've ever swung a golf club. Yeah. Wow. My dad was an avid golfer, but he never took me. Wow. So wow. Yeah. I wasn't too bad. I was, I was pretty impressed with so myself. So following actually. this, do you have a desire <laughs> to make your way to a golf course? No. Are you sure? I would do top golf though again. Okay. That was fun. Because I just think something about being outside and jumping in the golf cart and that's not exciting to you, huh? Mm, I liked sitting up there where they fed me food and gave, yeah. brought me drinks. There and- you go. Well, <laughs> I, I like play- that. Hey, I played golf for 12 months. We, when we lived in the little village of Mawequa, they uh-huh. opened a golf course. Okay. So you could uh, get a full year of golf for $99. Oh, wow. This was like mid-90s. Yeah. But it was really bad for my walk with Jesus. It was not a positive. Uh, it was never one of those uplifting. Yeah. Uh, so I finally walked away and said, I don't think I'm going to go down that road. Yeah. But uh, well, I hope that uh, you're able to get some uh, some relief. I think I will. Because it's no fun when your shoulder and your back yeah. are, are not feeling great. But That's the, right. the team at uh, Robinson Chiropractic. They do a great job. They're going to line me up today, I think. Hey, there has been news that's been in and out of the news for a couple of years now, probably longer than that, and it involves the United Methodist denomination. Mm-hmm. And 
just really where are they going to be moving forward? The United Methodist denomination is a worldwide mm-hmm. uh, faith gathering, Protestant denomination, right. and they've really uh, struggled mm-hmm. as a denomination mm-hmm. with issues related to some of the current cultural trends of the day, right. uh, same-sex marriage, mm-hmm. uh, some some of the issues related to that, the mm-hmm. authority of Scripture. And you know, originally there was going to be this uh, gathering in 2020, and they were going to splinter into three different groups, uh-huh. and then that got delayed because of COVID, COVID and right. then it was supposed to happen this year, and it was delayed, and I don't know why it was delayed, but there's a group called the Global Methodist Church that has been waiting to launch. It was mm-hmm. going to be the conservative branch, mm-hmm. and they actually made the decision to launch May 1st of this year. They said, we cannot wait anymore. Mm. And I know there's been some real consternation along those lines. Is this the right move to make or not? But here, here's what this says. It says, beginning May 1, the new denomination plans to uphold traditional conservative Wesleyan theology, but run on a lighter, leaner infrastructure that emphasizes grassroots accountability and ministry connections. And I think, go ahead. Does that yeah. sound good to you? I, well, I mean, I don't. I'm a conservative, yeah. so I always think right. when, when you're looking at allowing uh, the Bible to be our authority, mm-hmm. I'm always mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't look at the Bible. We, we did that series a year ago on progressive Christianity, where some are saying they look at the Bible as maybe like a library of texts, mm-hmm. and that you know some of those texts speak to you, and some of those texts you bypass, kind of right. an a la carte right. path. I, I don't ever subscribe to that. Right. You know, I think when the the Bible speaks, uh, I take that to be, you know, the word from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you actually have to have Bible study principles along those lines. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you have faith leaders today that are basically saying, I know that this is what the Bible says, but, but that's not what culture's mm-hmm. saying. And I'm with culture, you mm-hmm. know, or mm-hmm. or I'm going to take the love your neighbor principle. And that's going to actually trump what the Bible might teach on sexuality or other issues of the day. Mm-hmm. I think that's always a mistake. Uh, but but I also I feel for mm-hmm. um, the local congregations that mm-hmm. are faced with this struggle mm-hmm. because more mm-hmm. than likely their congregations are full of people that are conservative, mm-hmm. that are liberal, mm-hmm. that are moderate. And, you know, Paul's desire for the church is that there would be unity, you know, and that we would make the main thing the main thing, mm-hmm. that we'd focus on what really matters most. And I, I think this will be uh, this will be troubling mm-hmm. for churches in our area. Potentially. So when but, is the vote supposed to take place? Well, again, they've delayed their their gathering till 2024. So that's two years. You know. So you're saying this is a group that says we're going to This go is ahead a group that said we've launched. And, and there are that churches vote. that gotcha. are leaving the United Methodist gotcha. and now affiliating with the Global, Global. Methodist Church. Hmm. A big chunk is uh, coming from Africa. Okay. You know, Africa, many of the churches are much more conservative. Many mm-hmm. of the churches would probably be where you and I would be mm-hmm. when it comes to the authority of Scripture mm-hmm. would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. in this article, it says that one regional body in Europe already decided they're moving all of their congregations mm. to the global Methodist mm. church. But mm. um, I always think it's a struggle. I had somebody ask me a couple of weeks ago following a Bible study, you know, is it ever appropriate to leave a church? Is it ever appropriate to, mm-hmm. to say, I can't travel with this body any longer? And I think it is appropriate at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. I think those times are few and far between, mm-hmm. and I think they mm-hmm. ought to be primarily theological yes. in, in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my preacher doesn't wear a tie, so I'm going to leave the church. That, right. That's Looney Tunes, right. you know, right. or, you know, the carpet that was picked wasn't my, right. you know, choice. I'm right. going to leave the church. That, that That's craziness. But I think when you are hearing sermons and lessons, 
that are no longer aligned with what you believe mm-hmm. to be theological truth, I, mm-hmm. I think you have to take a hard mm-hmm. look at that, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I, I've had people in every ministry I've served that have come to me and they have said, you know, we, we don't agree with what, what your church, our church is standing for, mm-hmm. and we think we need to go to a different mm-hmm. church. I don't like to hear that. Right. It's not a positive right. to hear that. Right. But I also think that at the end of the day, if someone is looking at that soberly, you know, they're really looking at what do we believe right. and, you know, what, what is my conscience telling me? And I've prayed about it. I think you have to honor it. Hmm. But um, I just found it interesting mm-hmm. that this group is saying we can wait no longer. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's a reminder that theology matters. Theology, that's a word. The study of God mm-hmm. is what that means. Mm-hmm. I think that matters, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, I, I hope that that's something that we will always, you know, remain true to moving forward. Hmm. So, hey, history page. We skipped the history page uh, last week. week. We got (laughs) We got too much happening last week with Jeff Mayfield, uh, which, by the way, thanks to Jeff Mayfield for making the trip over from Leroy. But um, I had a hard time narrowing down this week to three. And I had a hard time last week, even though we didn't do it. But um, here's your three dates uh, in history from this week, May 9th. 1950, L. Ron Hubbard. Do you know that name? Well, associated with Scientology, yeah. right? L. Ron never... Hubbard publishes the book Dianetics, yeah. The Modern Science of Mental Health, and this is considered the birth of Scientology. Now, have you ever done much study on Scientology? Just the People magazine with yeah. Tom Cruise. Oh, <laughs> well, you ought to watch a documentary. There's a documentary, I think it's called Going Clear, I think is the name of that. Hmm. And let me just tell you, it's some Looney Tunes. Really? It really is. But there's some high-profile, prominent uh-huh. people that uh-huh. are into Scientology. Uh-huh. Tom Cruise being right. one. Right. John Travolta uh-huh. being one. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know that I've met anybody in this area that is a Scientologist. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah. But it, So its roots were technically in 1950. the mental health field? Well, I mean, was, again, it, basically it's the modern science of mental, mental health, health is the idea behind it. Turned it, to like interesting time. But Dianetics yeah. is the name of the book. Hmm. And, uh, I always say in the summertime, that's one of the books I want to dive into just to better understand it, uh-huh. and I never you pull never it do. off. So huh. may- maybe someday we'll okay. do that. But hey, if you have read Dianetics, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, greg at secondchurch.com. I'd love to know more about it. Here, mm-hmm. Here's the second history date from this week in history. May 13, 1981, Pope John Paul II is shot mm. in Rome's St. Peter's Square. He's seriously wounded by a 23-year-old Turkish murderer that escaped from prison, Mehmet Ali Agka. Hmm. Um, Why would anybody want to shoot the Pope? You know? I mean, mean, seriously. I don't know. I just do not understand it. Uh, It is a reminder that um, this idea of threats is not a 2022 thing. Correct. You know, this was 41 years ago that this took place, and I am thankful for the security team at Second Church, mm-hmm. and just kind of echoing what we talked about last week with Jeff Mayfield, mm-hmm. if you're part of a church and you've not thought through some of these challenges, mm-hmm. some of these issues, I would strongly encourage that you do so. Um, Ed Sanow, who was with us a mm-hmm. month ago mm-hmm. from IDES, mm-hmm. he's also a member of our, our church at Second Church. Mm-hmm. He actually goes to churches and does trainings, right. Right. and if you'd like more information along those lines, reach out to me. Here's the third event. This is really sad. May 10, 1996, eight climbers die on Mount Everest. Hmm. Have you ever watched any of the documentaries 
or any of the movies about climbing Mount Everest? I have not. Okay, so there is a movie I want to recommend to you from 2015. It's okay. just simply called Everest, and it chronicles the, the events story. of mm-hmm. 1996. Did you know you can only summit Mount Everest like two or three days a year? In early May, about right now. Why? Because of the weather? Just because it is so awful, the weather up there along those lines. Hmm. But, um, you know, I'm a nut. I like to climb mountains. I've never done anything crazy. You know, I go to Colorado, you know, Pikes Peak. But um, I was telling Marla, man, you know, as I get closer to retirement at some point, how great would it be to climb Mount Everest? And then we watched that movie. (laughs) And she was like, that is never, ever happening. Not happening whatsoever. Very adventurous people that. Yeah. And yeah. probably very, very smart. I mean, you have oh, to yeah. know what you're yeah. doing, but yeah. for these guys, was it well, all men or was there some women? Oh, no, there were women that yeah. were a part of okay. it. Yeah. And, wow. uh, but again, eight people died. That's, mm. uh, that's a tragedy. Yeah, it you is. Know? It so, is. Anyway. Hey, good news segment. As we wrap up, um, I want to start with Grandma Steph. Mm-hmm. Grammy. You, Call you, me Grammy. Po- Grammy. Yes. You posted a picture. Yeah. It's maybe the picture that won <laughs> Facebook on Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Isn't she adorable? What a beautiful little one. And so you're going to get to spend some time yeah. being uh, Grammy. My my mother, so great great grandma, has not seen her yet. So I'm taking my mom down and we're going to rock a baby this weekend. Well, that is yeah. awesome. I yeah. hope you enjoy Thank every you. minute of Thank it. You. And again, congratulations mm-hmm. to your son and your daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a second good news segment. Congratulations to my college graduate, yeah. Peyton Taylor. Yes. And so uh, we had a blast down in Carbondale. And there are a lot of people from this area that had graduates right. in Carbondale. Right. And I didn't know any of them were in town. I'm seeing all these pictures. And I'm like, how did I not see them? Uh. But um, it was a, it was awesome to see that graduation. He has what's probably going to be his final college track meet this weekend okay. in Des Moines, Iowa, yeah. Drake University. So we're going to sneak away. and. Yeah. Spend some time with Peyton. I hope it's not his last meet. I hope he has a great meet and moves on to regionals. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just been a joy to watch him grow up and mm-hmm. develop. And mm-hmm. it's hard to believe uh, the empty nest just keeps rolling. Do you feel you feel any different after the weekend? I mean, it's just it's like a major milestone yeah, for, for just, you guys. And, and I just yeah. you look back and you're like, where did the time? It go? goes so fast, yep, doesn't it? Yep, value it really does. every minute. That's so, right. That's right. Well, hey, on behalf of my friend Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor saying thanks so much for listening to Direct Line, and we will see you next week. Have a great week.